Hello, fellow nerds, and welcome to Our Nerdiest Thing. Today, we are live with a very special guest, author Kristen Granada. Kristen is a teacher by day and a best-selling author by night. Known for writing emotional, contemporary, and new adult romance, she loves creating realistic characters who struggle through the darkest parts of life and come out stronger on the other side. Kristen is a self-proclaimed bitter cynic trapped in a hopeless romantics body. Her inspirational stories make you laugh, make you think, make you ugly cry, and they will always live happily ever after. Kristen openly shares her mental health struggles with depression and anxiety with her readers. Her message is a beacon of hope to anyone who is suffering. You are not alone. She delicately weaves this theme into her writing, and her stories demonstrate the ability of love to heal after tragedy. Kristen was born and raised in New York. She now resides in New Jersey with her wife and two stepdaughters. When she's not teaching or writing, Kristen is reading, tripping over something, indulging in her messy love affair with popcorn, and forever singing along to the Greatest Showman soundtrack. Welcome to the podcast, Kristen. That's Thank a great, you so this much. Is the greatest show. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ironic that you, you need that. your intro song. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Good. When you said she's busy tripping, like I was like, didn't he, I was like, wait, wait a second. And then you're like over something. And I was like, okay, we're good. No, like, not yeah. the other kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I tripped over my dog and a trash can today. So I relate to that. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything to trip over. <laughs> yeah. I'm very graceful. Yeah. Same. It's graceful at all. I, my kids are, are very not like me. They're my stepkids. So I feel like they're, they're nothing like me when it comes to being clumsy. I am the only one in my whole house who is clumsy and everybody just kind of looks at me and it's like, okay, there she goes again, like walking into a wall for no reason. <laughs> I really thought like, I remember in my twenties thinking I'd like be in my forties and be graceful and like have good posture and like can't you can't fix this unfortunately <laughs> so and I was a dancer for a long time so I should have more grace than I do but I don't <laughs> I always wanted to be a dancer but I can't you can be <laughs> you can be my private dancer oh <laughs> nice well thank you so much for joining us Kristen we can't wait to hear more about you as an author and so we just want to hop right in can you tell us a little bit about the moment that you knew that you wanted to become an author and how you followed that dream Sure. So it really wasn't like this moment of, oh, I'm just going to be a writer. Uh, like since I was a child, I used to have a really hard time sleeping. So at night I would just be up literally for like two days at a clip, not being able to sleep. And I would just read. And so I always had that love of fiction and the love of stories. And I used to journal at, like in kindergarten, I would just journal all night long and make up my own little short stories. I wish I still had them, but I don't. I was just about to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's the first question everybody says. And I'm like, no, my dad probably threw him out somewhere. Um, but I realized that I could actually write a book when I it was much later. Um, I was going through a really bad surgery that I had just had on my shoulder. And I was in a miserable marriage at the time. And my friend came over and she was like, you're, you need some help. Like, just take this book. It was a romance book. She's like, read this book. It was so good. It'll take your mind off of everything. And as I was reading it, I said, wow, like I could, I could do this. I could write something like this. And I have a story in my head. And then I just took out my laptop with one arm. I had one arm in a sling and I just sat there typing and I started writing collision. And that was my first book. Wow. That's that is awesome. so Amazing. cool. I, I wonder how many authors are like, she wrote a book one-handed. I can't <laughs> with that. 
left hand is pretty useless as it is. So I feel like I had no problem. If it was my dominant hand, I probably would have struggled. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> so you say that you're an inner cynic with a hopeless romantics body, like in a hopeless romantics body. How does that play out in your writing? I feel like it's the core of my writing where there's always going to be that one character who doesn't believe in love or is the grumpy one um, or is just the one that's like, this isn't going to work. And then they need that other character to come in and just show them that love is real. And I think that I am that grumpy character, which I never realized in the past until recently. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I don't like grumpy guys. I'm the grump. And, you know, my <laughs> poor wife is the sunshine who has to deal with me. So, <laughs> you know what? All of us grumps need a sunshine. So I've got one of those at my house too. Yeah. Believe me. I mean, we call him sexual butler because he's a really nice guy. <laughs> I need to come up with a cool name for her like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he, if she starts making you drinks all the time while you're interviewing, then she can also be sexual butler. You can use it if you want. I don't mind. Okay. I'll borrow it. So tell us a little bit about your newest release, Heart Trick. So that I basically wrote on a whim where I was like, everybody's doing hockey romance. Is this something that I really should be doing? Because I don't like writing to market necessarily. Like, I don't want to just jump on a bandwagon because it's hot. I want to be able to like know what I'm writing about. Yeah. But I've been to a few hockey games and I was like, all right, you know, maybe let me just try it. And um, I just started writing about this hilarious sunshine girl who's a romance author and she's going through a bad breakup and she is unable to write spicy scenes because her ex cheated on her and she walked in on them cheating and she saw it so now every time she goes to write a sex scene that's what she thinks of so she kind of lost her mojo and this grumpy dude moves in next door slamming doors being totally obnoxious as a neighbor and she finally confronts him and they get into this neighbor feud going back and forth she has no idea that he's a professional hockey player so when photos of them go viral then people think that they're dating and then that's how the whole fake dating thing comes about but i just see sunshine and fake dating like yes. sign me up <laughs> yep. all in and i mean maybe, really you had me at hockey right right <laughs> romance. so yeah so what, since you'd only watched a couple of games, what kind of research did you have to do? Or does it not really focus so much around the sport and more about the character? It's not, I mean, there are a few games and, and, and I did need to know certain things, but the guy that did all of my tattoos um, actually plays, not professional, but he plays hockey. And he was, as I was getting my tattoo worked on, he was like, oh, you're writing a book about hockey, huh? And he's like, I play it. I could give you some pointers. And it wound up being this thing where I would text him constantly questions of, well, what is this move called? And, and he actually is a goalie, which the character Trenton is a goalie in the book. So he was able to give me so much information and then wound up reading the entire book before I published it and like loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mindy will send us a little hockey. What What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, uh, terms in hockey. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, is this a sexual position or a hockey <laughs> position? Like when, you know, like when the announcers are like, oh, he just slipped it through the five hole. Yes. <laughs> I love those cliffs. When you hear that, I'm like, oh, what's happening? What are we watching? Right, yeah. Oh, that just caught my attention. <laughs> Maybe I should start watching hockey. Yeah, right. <laughs> you should. Well, one thing that really stuck out to me when Wit was telling us a little bit more about you is when she said the word mental health or the phrase mental health, and it's becoming more and more accepted and encouraged to talk about. And we talk about it very openly ourselves as well. 
but you know, a lot of people are still being super private about that. So what encouraged you or inspired you to talk more openly about mental health in your own writing? So I always suffered with anxiety. I mean, obviously I didn't sleep for two days at a clip, so I had some severe anxiety and going when you on. Said that, did you see all of us start shaking yeah. our head? Yes, we're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> And um, I also had depression, but I was born in mid eighties and I grew up basically in the nineties. And back then it wasn't talked about. There was no, oh, it's okay to not be okay. It was, especially with like a strict father, it was kind of just like, what's wrong with you? Snap out of it. Like, why are you so grumpy or why are you so sad all the time? And I didn't have anybody in the world that knew what I was going through and that could relate to it. Like my friends didn't know I hid it from everybody. And, um, I almost took my own life when I was 14. And ever since then, I feel like there has to be other people that have gone through what I've been through and feel like they can't get out because somehow I got out of it. Not that I'm cured. I still am depressed. I still have anxiety, but I was able to continue living. So I feel like there has to be people out there who need a story or need some kind of hope or some kind of spark to be like, none of my books would be here if I didn't live, you know, like none of this would be if like this wonderful life that I now have, I would never have known if I didn't survive. So I feel like I want my books to always carry that message for people where even though it's fiction, I want it to be real and I want it to resonate with everybody. Well, thank you so much for doing that because, you know, I was raised in the 80s and 90s too. And especially as a woman that is really trying to be successful, you're kind of told to suck it up, buttercup, right? Mm -hmm. And luckily it's become much more common now to go, maybe we don't need to put so much pressure on ourselves all the time, right? It's okay to have feelings and it's okay to be real about things. And it's okay also to say that you're not okay and you maybe need just a moment. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think the three of us, that is something that really resonates in our friendship because we all suffer from anxiety and depression as well and sometimes we'll just tell each other like I just can't write this second mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go silent <laughs> for a little bit right or I need I need to have dinner or, or something like that so thank you from the three of us for for making that relevant content in your books Good. I'm so glad because I don't have friends that understand what I'm going through and even though they're so kind to like say, okay, like I haven't responded to a text in three days. Like they don't get mad at me about it, you know, but they, I don't think they truly understand. So that's great that you guys have each other. Right. My favorite is like, well, just smile or go outside or get some exercise. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm doing all of those things. <laughs> like, just, it's, just don't worry about it. Put my head under the blanket for three hours. Like leave me alone and let me, you know, or yeah. see if I'm okay. Right. So yeah, people that don't understand it's, it's, it's chemical, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're just, fake your way through it forever, even though we've all really tried. (laughs) And sometimes there's no reason. Like they'll say, well, why, what happened? I'm like, literally nothing. I woke up like this. Life happened. A chemical imbalance in my brain happened. Mm -hmm. Well, and even now, you know, taking medication for it is a lot more, it's a lot less taboo, Mm -hmm. even on medication. Like, and now we'll get people, I'll get people saying to me, well, just take some, take some meds, take your meds. Where, why are you off your meds or whatever? And I'm like, well, fuck you because yes, I'm on meds and I'm struggling right now. Like it just, mm-hmm. just turn it off. Like it doesn't just go away. It's not yeah. a magic. You can yeah. help me understand because I started on meds um, early in our friendship. And I remember I came to you one day and I was like, I'm having like a really bad week. And she goes, well, you're, oh, this is going to help you 80% of the time. And that was really eye opening for me yeah. because like, 
also I think people expect it to be like a instant Cure-all. fix and a band-aid yeah. and it it helps but not every yeah. single day and that's okay yeah 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 well uh, moving on from that um a little bit of a low point topic <laughs> I always bring the conversation down it's fine no, but you know what? No, it's important it's important but we're gonna uh bring things up a little bit and we're gonna go into just go into our nerdy and dirty speed round and so what this is is I'm just gonna shoot out like a, it's a phrase or a question and I need your response quick as a whip like right on it Okay. My armpits are sweaty. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> I know. No tell, pressure, Kristen. Tell, tell somebody who has anxiety to make it. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I do the same thing. Tell us now. Do, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do the best you can. So, okay. Here we go. The last song you listened to. It was a Taylor Swift song, probably Sparks Fly, because I love that song. That's our Swifty right there. Noise. <laughs> mm-hmm. What fictional character do you have a crush on? Does it have to be not my own, my own? Does it matter? Either. Yeah, any character. I always go to Matic from Boys of Brayshaw. I don't know if you guys have read that. that. I'm obsessed with him and I don't know what it is. If it's mine, it's going to be TJ. He's my answer for everything. So, (laughs) (laughs) A book series you always recommend? A series. I just finished um, a series from Penelope Black. It's like a Why Choose um, Mafia romance series. I love Why Choose. Um, I want to say something about Five Families. I think it's called the Five Families series. Um, it was it was really good. Okay. We'll have to check that one out. For yeah. Sure. Uh, what TV series should everyone watch? Friends. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a book character you'd get nerdy and dirty with. Same from above. <laughs> the same too. TJ for sure. Maddox definitely. A food that you refuse to eat. Like liver. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's a good answer. That's, right. <laughs> that's universal unless you're like 85. Right. <laughs> right? Like I, I will eat a lot of things. I eat fish. I eat chicken. I, I like different like Mexican food, Asian food, I eat sushi. So I feel like the only thing that would make me be like disgusted by is, is like a body part of like, that if yeah, like an organ yeah. filters yeah. something in your body. Yeah. I don't need to eat no, that. Yeah. yeah. Right. No. If I have that, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> uh, what paranormal power would you want to have? Telekinesis. Oh, that'd be so funny. I practice it like daily. I will look at my water bottle across the room and just be like, <laughs> and just like try I to see if I can get it. <laughs> Uh, favorite weekend activity going in my pool if it's the summer smut or plot plot favorite childhood book uh sweet valley high yes i loved that like have like numbers one through like 25 i'm collecting i'm trying to get them all talking about sweet valley high a lot lately with a lot of different people actually (laughs) currently reading or the last book you finished and loved the Penelope Douglas series. I'm uh, not Penelope Douglas, Penelope Black series. The Mafia. Uh, yeah. I read, I binged. I'm not kidding you. I think it was like four books in two days. I just was nonstop <laughs> reading. Yeah, you you read Jay Breeze, The Bonds That Tie? No. Oh, do okay. it, do it. So yeah it's it's like the same kind of thing like we all binged it in like three days the oh, first book okay. doesn't have any spice in it but it's still really really good but mm-hmm. it's a why choose and it's for a paranormal reason that i really liked mm-hmm. so, yeah, oh, you can do it. it's good writing 
Okay. That's the book series that I always recommend. I know. Me too. Yeah. All right. uh, Finally, a guilty pleasure you rarely share. Just recently, and this shouldn't be a guilty pleasure, but I just recently started reading Why Choose Romance. And I'm very like in real life, I'm very prudish and not, I call myself vanilla. I'm just not what I write (laughs) about in my books which is hilarious, but I recently started reading all of these like taboo books, a lot of Sarah Kate, where it's like the boyfriend and the boyfriend's dad at the same time. Like it's stuff that like my wife looked at me and was like, what are you reading? (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you trying to tell me something? On in the car, on your audio book when like your kids are in the car. I have to ask, have you found any good sapphic why choose literature? I haven't, and I also haven't really looked um, because right now I'm writing um, a female, female, male, why choose? And I don't want to be like, you know, oh, right. influenced yeah. by anything else. And yeah. maybe we'll read yours yeah. first. Yeah. That would be exciting. <laughs> all right. So moving on to the next uh, segment, it's called three tough questions. And these are all kind of like writing related or related to your being an author. The first one is a scene you edited out, but really, really wish you could have kept in. So in one of my most recent books, Bring Me Back, I had this plan in my head where I was going to put a girl that I knew in my real life as a character in the book and kill her off in this horrifically violent way. Because I was feeling- I take it you don't like this person. I was going through a a, a time. (laughs) (laughs) You don't sound very vanilla, Kristen. (laughs) put that out there (laughs) no there's a dark side in there um and I for a while while I was plotting out the book and I started writing and I was like okay I knew exactly I was she was gonna die in this horrible way it was gonna be this whole fight scene where she like gets choked out and dies um and then I realized like halfway through I'm like I can't immortalize this anger in this book I can't give this power to this person for what? Because then she gets all the glory. Not that she would have known, but I would know. And I'm like, I don't want to carry that with me everywhere I go with this book. So I had to scrap it and change it. And I'm happy that I did that because that was like a growing moment. <laughs> I was about to say, you sound like a much bigger grown up than I, I mean, that's, that's, that's very mature and healthy way of approaching that. Cause I would have been, I would have been like, I will, I'm going to write 10 scenes. And and she's like, going to die 10 different Therapy helps. Not published authors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There might be a market for that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> choose your own adventure and kill the bitch you hate. <laughs> oh my god, let's do it! I love that. <laughs> okay, next question. Super spe- a super specific detail about one of your characters that doesn't really like affect your story or your plot at all, but makes you love them. So I don't think it's specific to like one character per se, but it's just the quality of all of the male characters in my books where they are super attentive to when the heroine is feeling anxious about something, whether she's like picking her thumb, because I do that all the time, like where I'm like just picking my skin or like I chew my cheek. I made myself bleed about an hour ago. So here we are. Um, But I feel like, when they notice something that nobody else would notice and they come over to her and just like rub her back just something so small of like hey like what's going on without actually saying it like that I I love that I love that too 
I finally trained my husband to like know my like no seriously like yeah. to know my chicks and to know when like right. I'm not saying anything but I definitely am not 100 mm-hmm. present. So. Yeah, my wife is very um, observant when it comes to me. And when we had first met, that's that was like something I noticed right away about her. Where she, it was like she would notice the weirdest things, and I'm like, "Why are you watching me so intently?" <laughs> like, see, it, when it's not in a book, he notices, but then he'll come over and I'll be like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> <laughs> he really can't win when I'm having a bad day, poor guy. But then we call him the sexual butler, and everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. And I made him a drink tonight. So that's yeah, fine. right. <laughs> Okay, what writing ritual do you have that may be different from other authors? I think because I'm a full-time teacher on top of this, um, my writing rituals don't look a lot like anybody else's. Like I don't have an office. I don't have a desk. A lot of the times I'm either writing in my classroom where I like lock my door and I shut off all my lights before school starts. And I'm like, don't disturb me. Or I'll be writing on my phone. If I'm like going to pick up my kid from a sports event or something, like I'll sit in the car. I'm like, okay, got to write this scene real quick. So I don't have these, you know, beautiful Pinterest worthy pictures (laughs) of my office, but that's just what works for me. You, well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you have a way of organizing all that then? Like if you're doing like bits and pieces, do you have a special way that you kind of keep it all together? I don't. And I use Microsoft Word like an 80 year old woman. I just <laughs> copy and paste from my phone. I love Word too. I love it. it. I won't let it go. You. Yeah. I type my notes for the show in Google Doc. I mean, yeah. Not mm-hmm. difference. I was going to ask what level you teach. Third grade. So have you had any parents or anyone at your school read your books and what have they had to say about it? They all, thank God, love my books. They get excited when they hear, oh my God, you write. And it's like back to school night is a little nerve wracking for me because there'll be that one person that's like, I heard you were an author. And now there's a sea of parents looking at me and I'm like, I got to tell them what I write now. So I just say, I'm on Amazon if you want to Google me. And then I just leave it at that. Let them all figure it out on their own. Um, sometimes they'll put their, my books in their kids' backpacks and they'll bring them to me and they'll be like, my mom wants you to sign this. And I'm like, put this away. I would die. Yeah. (laughs) And I get awkward. I get so awkward when people bring up, I don't know why I'm just not used to my school life. Book with your child in this. Yeah. With your eight or nine year old. Imagine being like, okay, honey, take this to your teacher. Do not open this book. No matter right. what you do. Yeah. That's what I was and like, why are they kissing? And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't teach that class. I can't. Like it. My, my oldest is a fourth grader this year. And I'm just imagining like, if I sent any book with him, he would open it and, yeah, and read right. it 100%. and then ask me a bunch of questions. And mm-hmm. that's I, I my youngest school too. I'm a, a library clerk and I run across the same thing. Like when people find out that I do a podcast, they're like, oh, what podcast is it? And, you know, I'm like, what's it about? And I'm like, you can listen to it and I'll tell you what it is, but don't listen to it with your kids. And then you can, you know, make a decision. Mm-hmm. I told them more than once, my in-laws are really sweet. And they're like, T- show us how to get to your podcast so we can listen to it. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> you but, can't. So Whitney's dad couldn't figure out why he couldn't download it. And it was because he <laughs> yeah. had explicit safety things on his, <laughs> he, he, had a, he had the parental controls on. <laughs> That's perfect. I love that. Oh, good times. Good times. That's great. great. (laughs) My principal read my first book and my first book is very tame. So when she brought it up, she was like, oh, and it got a little spicy at the end. And I'm like, all right, well, if that was spicy for you, we're just done. (laughs) That's the rest. I won't recommend it more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, moving on to four random questions. And that is, it's exactly how it sounds. These are four very random questions. What is your astrological sign and how do you relate to that sign's tendencies? I'm an Aquarius and I am an Aquarius to a T. Um, that humanitarian side where I feel like I need to save everyone, save the world, help everybody one book at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I am very like a loner. I'm that weirdo where people are like, who, who says that? Why would you just think that? I'm like, I don't know. It was a random thought that I had. Like I'm very misunderstood by pretty much everybody. I think. <laughs> but we're also very creative and artistic. I'm, I'm also an Aquarius. So. Oh, awesome. When's your birthday? February 15th. Okay. Mine's the sixth. Oh, see, we'll mm -hmm. get together uh, when we're yeah. Two people that don't like to be around other people. <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> and just saying random weird things to each other. I love it. <laughs> All right. What scene from a book makes you blush? I would have to say the first time I actually like felt uncomfortable writing a scene was when I wrote Heart Trick because it it's my spiciest book that I've written. And I knew that my mom was going to read it because my dad just gave up. He was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but my mom reads all of them like religiously. And I That's was, sweet. it is. And, and I, I don't feel weird. Like if she's read all my sex scenes before and we don't really talk about it, she'll just be like, oh, that one was really emotional like that scene and, and whatever. Like she's great with it. And I don't, it's my mom who cares. But the last one, I feel like there's, like a scene where he's like making her gag and she's enjoying it. And I'm like, there's no way my mom can read this. And she absolutely cannot. And I texted her and I'm like, do not read this book because <laughs> she'll buy them in like stacks and hand them out to her male woman. She'll like go down the block. Like that. she hands them out everywhere. Aww. Yeah. So Here, I'm like, just please don't read it. Book where he makes her gag. <laughs> <laughs> Even my wife, she was reading it and she looked at me and she was like, you can't give this to your mother. She's like, who are you? What is this? I'm like, I don't know. I warned you. Sorry. I got inspired. What can I say? It's what the readers want. I have to give it to them. <laughs> All right. So have you ever seen a ghost or had any kind of paranormal experience? No. And I think because I'm so closed off to the idea of it because I would have to burn my house down and move. That's how I am too. <laughs> we joke all the time, but I'm pretty sure my house is haunted. And I know it was like the gentleman that lived here before us. And Whitney's always like, I don't want to do this here. <laughs> yes, I would be the same. me stuff like this. <laughs> He's never oh, messed wow. with you. Because <laughs> he knows. <laughs> I he knows come back here. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it was my grandmother or my grandfather, I would be like, don't, don't, just don't. I don't want to see you anymore. No, thank you. <laughs> to be honest, that's what you say. You say, stop it. Mm -hmm. it works sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear more about that. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't want to hear more. <laughs> That we are, we are the same. <laughs> I don't watch scary movies. I'm terrified of everything. I don't like haunted houses. No, I know. Mm -mm. I and I get scared so easily by dead everything. Me, too. Dead made me go to one one time, and I had to take a Xanax before I went. Oh God! <laughs> I think I had bruises on my arm from her. Like, and her husband was there. My husband was there, but it was like oh, the whole time she's just like holding on to me. Yeah. Mm. Fun. <laughs> My anxiety is just different that way. <laughs> um, okay, finally, what is your zombie apocalypse plan? 
um, to die before I ever have to struggle for my life. <laughs> you, you would be surprised how many people say that. <laughs> I want to be the person in the, yeah, in the opening scene where like nothing has even happened yet. The zombies haven't even come out yet. And I just want to die instantly and like, like patient uh, zero, <laughs> just instantly dead. Yeah. Cause I, I like, this does not go in a forest and like, <laughs> have a crossbow and fight for my life and like hunt for food. It's just, it's not me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the vibe. The zombies <laughs> didn't get me. I would starve to death for sure. Cause I'd be like, that looks gross. I, can you <laughs> that like, I would, I'd probably end up eating something poisonous accidentally. And <laughs> like the girl in the hunger games, right. like, whoops. Mm -hmm. um, so Kristen, what are you writing next? Is there anything that you can tell us that's not super hush hush? Yes. Yeah, so um, I just announced my pre-order for the, um, I just keep calling it FFM. I don't know if there's another way to explain, like it's, it's a why choose, but it's with chicks, like more chicks than dudes. Um, and it's well, called something the other day, there's a auto, like an audiobook narrator and I'll send you her thing. And she explains when you put it in order, what it means. So if you put the M, if it's two FFs and then the M, mm -hmm. it means that the man sleeps with both, but then he is straight from what I understand. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. She calls it sword crossing, which I find super duper funny. And so <laughs> she was talking about, unless the M's are together, their swords don't cross. And I was like, that's a really good way to explain that. But yeah. And then that's why I have together. They would yes. be intimately involved. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I put the two F's together. So, um, I haven't come out with the blurb yet, but it's, it goes along with one of the hockey players that you encountered in heart trick. Oh. So it still has some hockey in there. Um, and it's going to be emotional just because that's what I do. Um, but it's also going to be my steamiest book, like to date where I shared an excerpt of it <laughs> the other day on Instagram and my mom's boyfriend read it. And said to my mom, have you seen this? And she was like, <laughs> she was, I just like her post and I scroll. I don't even read it anymore. She's like, yeah, honey, it was really nice and emotional. I love that. <laughs> and she's like, he kept trying to bring it up and I didn't want to hear about it. I'm like, he's probably shocked, honestly. It's no. like Fight Club. We don't talk yes. about Fight Club. We don't talk about Kristen's blurbs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although that sounds dirty in and of it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's going to come out October 12th. So it will be out fairly soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited because I didn't know how people were going to receive it because I know that there's just that stigma surrounding um, just sapphic romance in general. And I feel like there's not a lot of it out there. So I'm excited to put my spin on it. I'm glad you're bringing it forward though. We need more of it. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Have you released the title for that yet? Odd Man Rush. Odd man rush. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cause that's a hockey term. It is a hockey term. I and I figured it was perfect. perfect. Yeah. Right. Because it's like two against one or it's like, you know, whatever. I think, I think it's going to be um, a really great story to add to the sapphic side of things because people have been asking me to write um, something about lesbians because I think I, since I am one, they're like, Oh, you would be perfect to write it. And it almost feels like people can now see me without my clothes on because I'm like, they're going to know what I do with my wife. It's this like is so uncomfortable. Well, yeah. I was going to ask, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't want to ask unless you brought it up being a lesbian. Why do you choose to, to mostly write male, female? And is it just because you, ha you haven't gotten there yet in your journey to write about it or because of what you just said, you don't want people kind of knowing what goes on behind closed doors for you. 
So the, the best way that I can explain it is that my whole life, I was straight. I was married to a man prior to meeting my wife. Um, she said and horrible, right? Is that horrible. Like horrible marriage? Yeah. Horrible, toxic, not good. Um, and I never had an inkling ever that I would be into women. And when I met my wife, it just changed. But we always joke around and we talk about it where she's like, what would you do if I died? Like, what would did you go back to men? You hated that. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like women either. So it's like, she's my OB one. That's it. Like, there's no, that's really, sweet. it's her and that's it. And she's like, well, you're going to be screwed if I go first. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I'll just well, be that's alone. What vibrators are for. <laughs> <laughs> we joke all the time because we've all been married for, I mean, you you're on decades I'm on decades yeah. you're decade and a half ish mm -hmm. and we're like when our husbands die like that's it I'm I don't want to deal with anyone else's shit I don't want to have to mm -hmm. tell my life story and I'm just gonna have a drawer for it, full of goodies and if yep. you know this bedroom's rocking don't come in often <laughs> I love that yeah because at that point we're tired we're done we already yeah. trained one person we're like that's enough right yeah. right and <laughs> I enough. all the time I don't want to have to experience bad sex that's really what it boils down to when I do it it's good every time <laughs> that is so true so when does odd man rush come out October 12th so that's right after lust in the low country um, in Charleston. So mm -hmm. I know we'll see you there at that romance uh, book convention. Is there any other festival or other events that you have coming up in the next several months? Yeah, actually, I'll be in Vegas in October as well at the end of the month um, for Love in Vegas. Okay. So the book will be out by that time. I was trying so hard to like rush it and try to get it before the Charleston signing. And then I was like, I don't want to rush it and then stress out my editor. And right. like, unfortunately, it just won't work out that way. Uh, so where can we buy your books? Where would you prefer us buy your books? I'm exclusive with Amazon. All my books are on Kindle Unlimited. All my paperbacks are on Amazon. So unless people want signed copies and then I have like a form for that on my website, but yeah, everything's on Amazon. And will you have plenty of copies of your whole, uh, your whole work at Less Than the Low Country? I will. I'm going to have everything. I just don't know. This is my first book signing ever. Um, oh, it's going to be so much fun ever. I've never been to one as a reader. I've never been to one as an author. So the anxiety is like, just talking about it. I'm getting sweaty. Okay, well, it'll <laughs> it'll be fun. Here's what we'll do, Kristen, like no joke. When we did Imaginarium Book Festival, we, um, the nights leading up to it, we would get a few authors together and have dinner and have cocktails and stuff. And Elle Mitchell, it's her first signing too. She's someone right when we started the podcast, we started ARC reading for, and she's amazing and we were pretty much like you know we're gonna stab her in the side if she didn't sign up for this I'm like you have to <laughs> sign up for this so I think you guys like we should get you all together and like have yeah. drinks and yeah. you know get some I of would the love that. off because it I mean they're really really fun yeah. it will I'm be. excited I know it's gonna be fun it's just always a how you know how anxiety it's is like it's like what if yeah. something goes wrong what if I look dumb because I don't know what I'm doing what if nobody comes to my table like it's all those We'll come scary. Here. I was going to say, you'll have at it. least three visitors at your table. So. <laughs> we'll hype you up. Yeah. Okay. Thank so you. where can we find you online? I'm always hardcore on Instagram and I'm always on TikTok. Um, I have a Facebook, but I, I never, I can't stand Facebook. My dad is there. So I try not to like post a lot of stuff there. <laughs> 
I get that. Yeah. <laughs> and what is your Instagram and TikTok handle? Oh, I guess I should have given you that. Um, it's Instagram is Kristen underscore underscore Granada. And then TikTok is just Kristen Granada. Okay. Um, and we wanted to ask you about your own nerdy things, uh, since this is our nerdiest thing, right? Uh, what fandoms are you a part of or what other nerdy things do you love besides obviously books, reading and writing? Are so there I really, fandoms? I don't do fandoms. I wish I did. Like, I think that would be my fandom is wishing I had a fandom to be a part of. <laughs> the fandom um, for fandoms. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I just, I'm like that weird person that just knows random facts that mean nothing in life and don't serve a purpose. I think being a teacher, I have to be able to answer all these random questions that the kids ask me. So people will be like, oh, I wonder, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, well, actually, <laughs> just like Jeopardy, Jeopardy yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Like not smart stuff, like things that you would think, oh, you're a teacher. You must be like a genius. And it's like, it's just useless information, all of it. <laughs> It's useful to someone. Yeah. Someone out yeah. there. Somebody will need it. I was going to say it's useful in those conversations at least. Yeah, that's true. So we wanted to end our interview the same way that we end our podcast episodes where we share our nerdiest thing of the week. And a lot of times it's book related, but it doesn't have to be. It can be anything that you just really got excited about or nerded out about. So we would love to hear what your nerdiest thing of the week is. This week, I was so excited to have this podcast with you guys, because when you sent me the email with all the questions and I got to see like how cool the questions were, they weren't just the generic, you know, not that there's anything wrong with generic questions. You know, I have to talk about my books, but I liked all the fun stuff and like the zombie apocalypse question. I was like, <laughs> yes, it's my time to be weird. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> Oh, that's we're sweet. not going to do this if we can't be weird right so we're yes. with you on, and you know that's what we say we're like authors can interview with anyone but you know we want people to listen to learn really more about you as yeah. a person yeah. as well as your books right so that like makes my day I know me too yeah. I was super excited I was pumped about it <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here, Kristen. It's been great to talk to you. We're excited to get to see you in person and talk to you in person. And we'll, I'll message you and we'll get a, a dinner or drinks for that Friday night that we're in Charleston. Yes, please. I would love that. Let loose a little bit. It'll yeah, be great. it'll be really fun. Okay. Well, thank you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you. I'm so excited that you guys had me on here. Yeah, we're happy that you were here. We're excited to get to talk to you. So thank you so much. We'll see thank you soon. You. Okay. Bye, Have Kristen. a good night. Bye. Good night.